Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast today. I am joined by Kamoy Anderson, rated R, who has started his own promotion, Main Character. Love the name, Kamoy. I want you to introduce these two ladies because they're going to be on the card. This is one of the most stacked 16 female brackets I've seen in a while. Honestly, Kamoy has been releasing the names one by one, and each time, like I've been really shocked because usually when you see somebody do their first promotion, they play it safe. They don't invite people, especially from far away. They really just try and keep it local. They're trying to make some money, you know, maybe showcase some local talent. But Kamoy said, we ain't doing it like that. We're going big. And he's got heavy hitters all across the country coming in. He's got a great main event. Um, anytime we see 10th Planet matched up with with, with the, uh, the other big no-gi schools, like, people love it. But I really want to talk about this women's bracket because I'm a big fan of women's jiu-jitsu and I follow women's jiu-jitsu just as much as I follow men's jiu-jitsu. And so, Kamoy, I love what you're doing. Tell me about how you got started in main character jiu-jitsu or, excuse me, main character uh, promotion. And what do you want to see in this first show? Like, why why are you starting your own show? Um, So pretty much it all started when I did a a tournament, men's tournament, 3v3 tournaments in my gym, 10th Planet Austin. And it was just something just for fun, just for content for YouTube. Then everything played out so well. We had a good crowd. Everybody had such a good time. There was money involved. Like, we had little bonuses for the guys. People donated. People sponsored a little bit. It was never meant to be something serious, but it turned into something serious. And then after that, I was like, I want to do another 3v3. And then um, my coach, Curtis, he was like, you need to put a name on this. This needs to be a thing. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it should be a thing. And then from there, we just decided, like, hey, let's make it a thing. Let's make it a promotion. Let's add some super fights. Let's have a big main event. So the way how it is right now, it was never meant to be this big. It was supposed to be <clears throat> men's 3v3 and one big main event and a co-main event. That was it. And little by little, people started showing interest. And then I was like, okay, I'm having four four women's tournament, just four women's. And then more women started showing interest. I was like, okay, we're going to bump it to eight. And then more women started showing interest. So I was like, you know what? We about to do 16 women. So I think that's how we got here right now. So like I said, it was never meant to be something serious, but it turned into something serious. It definitely is. The talent that you have coming in, I mean, the main event between Derek Rayfield and Andrew Tackett, stylistically, that couldn't be more exciting to watch. I mean, Derek Rayfield is as gangster as it gets. I mean, he has a lot of great 10th Planet moments just in the history of 10th Planet. Derek Rayfield has stepped in multiple times, underweight, undersized in CJJ events, and put on a show. And then, obviously, Andrew Tackett's one of the hottest prospects in the sport right now. And then you've got some of the most talented women in the world competing to become the first main character jiu-jitsu champion. Like, I love it. Why don't you introduce both these ladies? Because got two stars here with us that are going to be competing in the uh, 16-woman bracket. So, Kamoy, why don't you introduce them? So, we got Nakaya um, coming out of Decatur, Alabama. Then we got Allie. She's a local right here in Austin, Texas, training out of B-Team. Allie, I got to ask you, what's it like training at B-Team and really just being at the mecca of jiu-jitsu now? Doing a lot Hi. of... 
or I was going to say, I'm doing a lot of MMA stuff right now. And so I'm telling my guys to go to Vegas because that's kind of the Mecca of MMA. But now you're like, Austin's the place everybody wants to be. So what's it like training over there and being in the the hot spot that everybody wants to be at? Yeah, it's super cool. My uh, boyfriend and I moved here about a year ago specifically to train here at B Team. Um, And it's been like everything we've wanted and and probably more. Um, And like with the recent shift with like, Nikki Ryan being one of the main coaches has been really amazing. It's been really cool to learn directly underneath him. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of f- fun things to watch. Like at the end of class, just like an hour ago, we were watching Nikki Ryan roll with uh, this younger kid named Dorian, who's like super good. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like everybody will gather around and just watch people like brawl. <laughs> so it's pretty great. How have you adjusted to uh, the, the trash talking there? Because that's a big part of the B team, right? You have Craig Jones, who's, I mean, he's number one in this sport at just getting on people. He's so good. Like, so what's it like being in that room and just constantly being everybody just constantly getting on to each other. It's gotta be a great atmosphere. It is. It's a great atmosphere. Um, but honestly, like everybody like within, within the group, we're all like pretty supportive of each other. I feel like, you know, there's not, there's not too much trash talking like inside the gym. Um, you know, people are always like messing with each other. It's like, kind of like having a bunch of older brothers in a way. Um, but it's really cool. It's really funny to see like the the other side of it. Like, you know, you see the internet side and then you see like inside the gym. So it's pretty funny. When Craig's not there, how much happier are you guys? <laughs> so much happier. I can see the room just light up, you know, nobody's getting beat up or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because every time it's like Craig leaves, it just, you know, I, while I'm sure part of you misses him a little bit. You know, he's that guy that, that, you know, he is kind of the de facto leader, but at the same time, you know, you, you've got so much talent in this room. Um, and I, I really think the B team of all the teams is, is the team that I'm most interested in right now with just all the content they're coming out with, with obviously all the high level competitors, but I think they're really taking jujitsu to the next stage with the YouTube channel. I mean, they're really the first team that's just all access. You know, we had Eddie Bravo. You know, you got to be a paid member. So Eddie's always shown all his roles, and he's always showcased 10th Planet, uh, different 10th Planet competitors on his online website. But what you guys are doing down there is just free content. It's Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's really cool that they offer it to to really whoever. I think it's a really good way to showcase the, the gym. And so you've been training for two and a half years. You're stepping up to, you're entering a competition with with tons of purple, brown, and black belts. What's your goal? Like, what would make a successful main character debut for you? Like, what are you looking to do entering into this tournament? I mean, when I, whenever I'm in a competition like this, like I was on uh, Medusa, the combat jiu-jitsu back in Mexico, also with Kaya. Um, my goal for anything like that where it's very, very high level is to just put on, put on any kind of show that I can. Um, I think my biggest strength right now is just, I'm like, I'm athletic, so I can, I can use that and like use my speed and everything to just put on a good, good match. Um, Because obviously, you know, I'm definitely one of the least experienced on the card, but you know, that doesn't mean I can't bring the heat. (laughs) That's one of the best things about this sport. And I love promotions that give, especially when you get like 16 people in there, because there's always a place for a hot up and comer, right? A top prospect, somebody that's really making waves in the sport. And you never know, you know, you could be the star of 
this show because people always root yeah. for the underdog. Always. Yeah, I love being the underdog. <laughs> it's a good time. And then we've got Nakia Jackson here. Nakia, uh, obviously, you're my student, you know? So I know a lot about you. <laughs> I know right. everything. I pretty much know everything, right? Uh, right? But anyways, you're stepping up in weight. You're 125 pounds. Everybody sees you, and they just assume you're like 140 pounds. All yeah. the time, people contact me. Yeah, they're just like, you're so jacked. Like, you're huge. But you're, I mean, I've never seen you over 129. So stepping up to 145 pounds, like, how do you feel, you know, especially with a lot of these big names? I mean, there's some, there's some really good grapplers in this bracket. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like too, too concerned about it, especially when it's just grappling. Uh, I I feel like I'm pretty strong for my size for sure. I'm 125 right now. Like I'm literally 125 right now, but I feel like I can hang with the bigger guys in the gym and I can give them a hard time and I can, you know, tap them and stuff like that. So I'm not too concerned with the the size difference there, honestly. And no, I'm not jacked. I'm short and just stocky, guys. I'm not 145, 150. <laughs> like, damn, she cuts a lot of weight to make 125. And it's like, she's usually like 123, 124. But I have you all the time training with the dudes. You know, we have a plethora of under 150-pound guys that you're, you know, going with all the time you know it's usually going to be blue and purple belt guys how does that compare though because at the same time there's a different feel between females and males there's just it, there's a different feel so how does training with guys help prepare you but at the same time like what's the big difference between like going with a guy versus a girl i personally believe that women are more technical um so although a guy may be stronger he may be you know willing to, to use his weight a little bit more. I have to also like consider the fact that the women are going to be more technical. They're going to be a little bit more flexible. They're going to be able to move better. They'll be probably more mobile than like most of the guys that I'm rolling with. And again, like you said, they're like, you know, purple, blue belts and stuff like that. But these are like high level women that are, you know, familiar with the game. They're moving better. And they're a lot more technical than probably some of the stuff that I'll see. So I have to keep that in mind when I'm training. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I always tell guys all the time, one of the best things you can do is to get a good female training partner because the females really force you to become more technical. And Kamoy, I got to ask, man, looking at this bracket, like who's your number one seed? Like who are you looking to put as the number one? Because I've seen the main character Instagram. I see you asking the people, but the people don't, they, their opinions don't really matter. You're the man. Who is the number one seed in your mind? I mean, on paper, just just knowing what I know, like who's done what, who's been active, who's everybody's accolades on paper right now, off the top of my head, I would have to say Trinity Pun. You know, I completely agree. Unfortunately, you know, I've cornered Nakai against Trinity a couple of times, you know, and we've definitely game planned for Trinity <laughs> a bunch of times over the years, but I have a ton of respect for her. And she's really been on a roll. I feel like Trinity Pun, there was about a year where she just wasn't getting the results that she was used to getting. I feel like she was really, um, she wasn't performing to her capabilities. She was losing a lot of matches that 
Um, and I think she was kind of getting overwhelmed by some of these like really athletic girls, you know, obviously she's young, she's like growing into her body. Um, but over the past, really this year, uh, past year, I would say like, she's been killing it again. And I think she's definitely got a, a claim to the top spot. Um, there's a couple of other girls though, you know, I mean, I think when you talk about like Amanda Lowen, I know she's done most of her stuff with like submission underground and out to the West coast, but she's got a pretty big name. She's been a black belt forever. Um, obviously Nakia Jackson, you know, Nakia has competed all over the place. You know, I, I wouldn't put Nakia number one. I'd probably have her at like the, the three seed, <laughs> but you know, we keep it honest, Kamoy, me and you, man. I, I You were giving Allie a little bit of stuff. But I, I tell Nakai exactly where she is, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think um, I think those are kind of the top three girls. What, what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Kamoy? So, quick question for you. So, you say you would put Nakai at number three, which mm-hmm. is your student. Then who would you put at number one and number two? I, I would put Trinity and Amanda Lowen. That, that's probably where – I would have them and then rounding out for the four seed. Mm. I mean, Sheila Lindsay's really good. Um, I'd probably have Sheila like four or five. Okay. Good black belt. She's, um, Nakaya's got a win over. That's why I'd have an edge, like give Nakaya a higher seed. But I think Amanda, especially like Amanda's bigger too. You know, she, she's probably got 20 pounds on, on Nakaya and she's definitely bigger than Trinity. Okay. And she's an OG man. She's been competing a lot. Yeah. I was real excited to have her on the card. I think, like you said, she's an OG. She's a major 10th planet representative. I think a lot of people in the 10th planet system happy to see her back out there i think the last competition she did that i know of was i think it was a who's number one championship it was like a um a woman's bracket or something who's number one did uh, i don't even remember who won that bracket but i think that's the last time that i've seen her compete i don't know if you guys seen her again after that but yeah so ladies Looking and, and hearing these names and stuff, um, who do you guys want to have a match with? I think always going in, anytime I ever competed in like a big tournament, there was always somebody that I had my eye on, like, man, it would be pretty dope to match up with them. Allie, like, you could pick one girl to have a match with. Who are you trying to get one with? Um, well, I think the match with Trinity would be really fun, and that's probably going to happen because I'll be, I'll be seated very, very last, I'm sure. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Trinity would be cool, but like, you know, anybody, anybody in the bracket would be a really, really fun match. I think. What about you, Nakaya? I, I, I don't even, Nakaya wants Trinity. You know, this is what match, like, like I, I feel like, again, I'm her coach. I felt like she won that ADCC matchup. I couldn't believe they gave the nod to Trinity. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way, but yeah, you know, ADCC, especially when you, when you go to those judges, like. I don't think anybody's actually figured out the ADCC scoring system, right? Like, what are they basing decisions on? Um, I think even this time, right, at ADCC, we saw, like, Craig Jones. Craig Jones got a bunch of penalties. for. I mean, I couldn't believe they were giving Kynan penalties when he was, like, passing the guard and he was, like, on top. It just blew my mind. I mean, I love love Craig. I wanted Craig to win. But at the end of the day, though, I'm like, dang, like, anyways, 
That's a match that I would love to see is Kaya run it back with Trinity. I'm sure with Trinity being the number one seed, if you're a real competitor, right? Like your mentality should be, I want to take out the number one seed and that's Trinity. Yeah, that, that was the first name that I thought of. I like, that was what I wanted. I always look to get, get back. Like, all right, <laughs> if I lost a match, I'm always trying to come and get that one back. I need that back. 100%. I think that's how you should be as a competitor. Ali, you've been competing for two and a half years, or I guess you've been training two and a half years. Like, when did you fall in love, like, and know, like, hey, the competitor lifestyle, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do uh, right now is compete. Uh, you said, when did I know yeah. I wanted to do competitor lifestyle? Yeah. Uh, so I started competing like three months into training, mm. and then that was it. I was like, let's go. <laughs> I, love, I love this so much. I think I won uh, 11 out of 12 matches at a grappling industry when I was a white belt. My first match, like three or first tournament three months in, and then I was just hooked. <laughs> yeah, there's something about that, uh, especially in those early, because in the white belt divisions, I mean, there's a chance you have something like that 10 plus matches. And yeah. I've seen a bunch of people fall in love with competing just after a day like that. They go to war, they're out there for the first time, they've got the nerves, they don't really know what to expect, and then they find themselves on the end of uh, a bunch of wins and they could really fall in love with it. And you've moved. So you moved your life to go train at B team, correct? Yeah, I did. I, I was uh, training in Denver for about a year before I moved here. And, you know, I liked it. There it was great. I trained at like a pretty small, like hobbyist type gym. And that was amazing. All the people there were really cool, but I just wanted something more. I wanted more of a challenge and like coaches that were in the competition scene and, um, my boyfriend really wanted to train with Danaher, uh, cause he had been, you know, he's been training for like seven years and I didn't really know who he was or who any of the B team guys were, but I was just like listening to him. I was like, all right, let's just move down to Austin. So he's like, you know, you're going to have good opportunities there. And, and I definitely have had so many amazing opportunities. So it's been great. So does he train at new wave and you train at B team? No, no, no. He trains at B team with me now too. Uh... We, uh, we, we started at, uh, Henzo's like, and doing Danaher's classes with new wave. Um, and it was great. Like the classes were amazing. It was a lot, a lot to learn, but it was, a. it's really small, the gym. And I kind of like the vibe of B team more, just like that joking around, you know, it's like, it's very fun there. So I don't know. We just feel like we fit in better there. Yeah, there's definitely, it seems like there's two completely different, like much more serious, you know, when Donna here is teaching, it's like, it's like ja like an old Japanese martial arts school, right? Where it's like very yeah. formal, like, no, no, no. You listen to sensei. Where B team, yeah. it seems like sometimes it's just chaos, <laughs> you know, uh, just, just everybody's got a place. And, uh, you know, even the sensei is a, like, you're allowed to go at Craig Jones. I'm sure it's expected for, you know, you to, if Craig comes at you, you know, you better stick up for yourself and go back at him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. I love it a lot. Nakaya, you're competing ADCC open this weekend. You're doing the, what is it? 123 division, 123 pounds. Yeah, it's 122. A 122. So you're doing the 122-pound division. There's a lot of uh, uh, tough girls in this this bracket. Um, this is really a question for all three of you. ADCC was a huge success in 2022. It, well, I mean, it was a humongous show, but the women were underrepresented. And I felt like the women, some of the women's matches, whether you're talking about like Brianna Stay Marie. I mean, she's one of my favorite. And then Fiona Davies. I mean, Fiona Davies is a star. Mm. 
is there going to be a 16 woman division? Like, cause here's the big issue for somebody like Nakaya and I'm not, Ali, what do you usually like? What do you usually compete at? Is it 135? Uh, no, I'm usually like 125, 130. Yeah. So it'd be nice for you know, to have a little bit lighter division because there's rumor of adding in another division, I believe, but I don't know if it's going to happen for this trials or anything. Yeah, and I know that would be huge for the women. I actually wouldn't mind like seeing three women divisions, 16, because we can fill it up. I mean, the ADCC trials for the women divisions were, again, just incredible. Um, and some of the best jujitsu that you're going to see happened in those women divisions. But it's tough, right? It's 135 and then over 135. And so how does an event like this where, you know, you guys are bumping up and waiting and going to be facing people that are bigger than you at 145, like how does that help you prepare for the ADCC rule set or just really ADCC in general? It's a, it's the same ordeal. Um, it's just like, I, I know that these people are going to be like bigger and, but they'll also be more technical. I know that these women will be more technical and they'll be bigger. So just having an event like this where I can get out and, and get a good feel for that will help me been out there on the mats for trials. Yeah, all of it's just more experience, right? So it's just great to get out there. What do you think, Kamoy? Like what would you like to see happen in the women's like for the women's grappling in ADCC? Um kind of like what you said, I think they should add another division because I think it's kind of crazy. There's a lot of good grapplers that's like at 115, 125-ish, and they either not going to compete or going to the heaviest um, um, division there is. So I think it would be good to open it up for the smaller women and show show the bracket some respect. I think for ADCC World, what was it, eight? Just eight women in the mm -hmm. bracket? Yeah, eight. Like, come on now. There's a lot of good females out there that they can make a 16-woman bracket. Well, it's got to be tough for you guys because you're not really going to get invited because they're going to take the people that are in the top four. So they're getting an automatic invite, right? Just automatically. And then the trials winner. So there's just not an invite where the guys, you know, some of those guys like didn't finish in the top four, didn't even compete at ADCC trials and they got invited in, you know, just based on reputation. And so there's a lot more opportunities, you know, where you're basically have to go win a trials. You, you have to, if you don't, even if you go and do amazing, you finish and you medal, you, let's say you get third place at both trials, something like, like PJ Barch did like PJ didn't win either trials. But he had a phenomenal showing in both of them, meddled at both, and then he finds his ticket to ADCC. You guys don't have that opportunity, and I think that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, I'm just like with the, the Medusa having to do the, the qualifiers and stuff like that. Like That to me is like the same thing. It's like, all right, if I got to go in and do the trials and win my spot and like put on for women's jiu-jitsu and show them that we deserve a little bit more like respect a little bit more leeway then all right that's what we'll i mean that's what i have to do until somebody opens up a, a spot you know yeah so kamoy looking at the rest of the card you know you you've got some uh, a really good main event and attack it brother anytime you have attack it brother on you know <laughs> that the match is going to be fire going against yes. uh one of the the best up-and-coming 10th planet guys i mean derek's been i remember going to hq when derek was like a 10 years old 
and he would he would run. So Eddie has this clock above the cage um, at the old spot, and Derek like it would always be a race to be him and another kid to see who could turn the timer on. You know, and Derek would always win because he was a little older, a little bigger. He's always been kind of lanky. He'd climb up and just turn the, the clock on. So it's been really cool to see him have so much success. What do you expect for that matchup? Because um, that, that's going to be a crazy one. Um, I think it's going to be a wild, wild match. Just because simple fact, I trained with Derek before and I trained with Andrew weekly. So I know what both guys bring to the table. I think it's going to be pretty wild. Um, it's interesting. Stylistically, it's just interesting. Because we all know Derek. He always pulls some crazy stuff out of nowhere, make his body into a pretzel or something crazy like that. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Derek's one of those guys you're never really safe, whether you're in mount and he's trying to do kind of that Hail Mary escape. And I've seen him just put his body in positions. I'm like, man, I... I would be broken. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be training on Monday if I tried some of the stuff he did with his body. Um, yeah. But and that's what makes him so dangerous. Um, looking at the rest of the card, are there any other super fights that stick out that you're like super excited for as a matchmaker? Yes. Um, one that sticks out to me is uh, let me see. It's Reese Lafever versus um Chase Souza. Hmm. I, you know Reese, right? He was in the PGF, and he had a pretty good showing in the PGF. Yeah, he won the PGF. Reese well, is. Uh, Reese won it. Yeah, Reese won the. He won the tournament. Oh, I forgot about that. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, he won the tournament, and I'm a big fan of Reese's. Um, anytime that like I call people's matches, and especially like over that course, I mean, I think I commentated for like 20 hours. I mean, it, it was a lot, and so I'm very familiar with Reese. And um, yeah, I mean, Reese is a stud, man. He, he's he's a, one of those guys that's also like one of the up and comers that uh, anytime I see Donna here now post a video, it's almost always Reese ooking, and and I know like. If you're Ukian for Donnie here, like he sees a lot in you. And so, yeah, I expect big things from Reese. Yeah, so Reese, he's going against Chase Souza, which is a black belt out of Texas. So I'm looking forward to see how both styles interact. Um, Reese is a, still a purple belt. So he's he's challenging himself going up a rank, which I'm sure is no problem for him. These days, in Nogi, does belts even really matter these days? I don't think so. So it's gonna be really interesting. Um, I really like that matchup. Um, I grappled. I grappled Chase before. We was in an absolute tournament, IBJJ of Dallas. We was in the open, open class, and me compete at one eighty five, and Chase at that time I think he was competing at maybe one fifty or something like that, or maybe less, maybe one thirty five. He, he put up a good fight. I'm way bigger than him. And when we had that match in the open division, he put up a good fight. So I kind of already have an idea what to expect from Chase. So I think it's going to be a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. Um, I always love guys that are willing to take on people that are lower ranked than them. Like, I just think, yeah. th I, I just think there's so much. Um, it's just so easy to dodge those matchups. You see a guy yeah. like Reese who's a purple belt coming up in new wave and it's just easy to go hey like i i only compete against black belts you know <laughs> i'm a black belt i only compete against black belt and look real talk i was that way when i was competing i was like dude i'm not taking a match 
but I know that's because I was scared of losing. You know, I can be honest with myself now, now that I don't compete. It's like, damn, like I just didn't want to, this guy's tough. He's an up and comer. Like, dude, I'm not trying to lose to a purple belt when I'm a brown or black belt. And I always have respect for guys, especially in super fights that take those matchups. Because in tournaments, some, like you're forced to in tournaments go against all different ranks. But right. super fights, it's a lot easier to kind of choose your opponent. So huge shout out to, to Chase Souza. Ali, think, or wait, no, what were you going to say? Come on, my bad. I think the thing that made it easy for Chase to accept it is because Reese, um, he earned his status. We all know Reese is a tough matchup, no matter what belt rank you have. We know he's tough. So if you're a guy, a black belt, you want to challenge doesn't matter if it's a low rank. You know that's a tough matchup. You're going to want that matchup to test yourself. And I think Reese is a, a good test for any black belt, brown belt, or anybody. Ali, I want to ask you a little bit about your style because I've seen a couple of your matches. Um, but I want to ask, like, really, you're in the two-and-a-half-year mark, so your game's developing all the time. Like, it's got to be changing month to month. So, you know, without divulging, I guess, too much, you know, what, what are you hitting a lot in the gym right now? What are you, what are you working on? Uh, yeah, you're totally right with, like, everything's, everything feels like it's changing constantly, uh, especially since I moved to B-team. But I've been working a lot on wrestle-ups, which has been, like, one of my favorite things to work on. Uh, I don't know. I just find them so fun because I, I am a guard player for sure, but – I've been wanting to incorporate more wrestling and it's just fun to do it from, from sit, from sitting. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a good time. Um, and then other than that, uh, I've been trying to work on my top game as well. Just like linking those all together. Yeah. I mean, you've got one of the best wrestle up guys in the world. I mean, Nikki Ryan um, <laughs> is obviously known for his wrestle up ability. And I always love that. Something that yeah. me and Nakai have been working a lot on. We've been doing a lot of ADCC rounds, and we've been starting rounds where she's playing guard, and then rounds where we're just both wrestling, and then rounds where I'm playing guard. And really, it's so difficult. If somebody's got a really good sit-up, like wrestle-up, it's so hard. Because um, at any moment, they could just be on a single or a double leg. And it's really <laughs> difficult because they're so low that you can just come up right into your hips, and it's so hard to stop. Yeah, I, I just hit my first one, and... A competition like two competitions ago and i looked at nikki at the end and i was like yeah <laughs> i was so excited about it i just i got like a shin to shin wrestle up um and that's when i've been hitting a ton in the gym which is like also super satisfying to get on the guys that are bigger than me because <laughs> as you like drive their legs together and they just make a big thud it's great <laughs> Overtake them down. <laughs> oh, I think it's awesome. There's nothing I love more than watching Nakaya jack up a purple belt dude. I yeah. mean, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It does feel good. Yeah. So, Nakaya, obviously, um, you know, you've been working a lot. I saw you hit a, uh, you've been hitting some Darsh chokes recently. You've been working a little bit on that game. Um, we've talked a lot about your mistakes in the past, you know, and I think specifically people see you as an athlete. They look at your body type, they see the six pack, they see the guns and they try to slow you down. You know, a lot of people try to use their link cause you are shorter and, and stockier in stature and they try and use their link to, to close you up. I mean, that's Trinity pun like Trinity. If you have a match with her guaranteed, she, she knows you have the wrestling advantage. She's going to try and put you in the closed guard and she's going to try and work from there. Um, how are you trying to combat that? Because you're so good in space. You're so good um, when you have space and you can use your movement uh, to beat people. Yeah, so like you you know that 
one of my like biggest mistakes is that I I tend to like get lazy in my passing uh, in the sense that I I'll stop passing in space and I'll come down and you know like hit a knee and I'm always on my knees and that's just like the prime that's the prime moment that's the moment for them to just you know pull me into close guard and so to combat that I've been working a lot on my my standing passing. And, you know, just pitting a leg, working on just wrestling a little bit more and not just engaging on my own terms, not engaging when, when they want to pull me in and play legs or pull me into closed guard and stuff like that. So I'm just keeping that in the top of mind whenever I'm training. Kamoy, I got to ask. So this is your first promotion or first event for yes. main character uh, promotions. And what like what's the vision here? Like, where would you like to see main event promotions go? Like, like, what's what's the goal? The goal is I'm trying to bring it to a a fight to win kind of level. Right now, we starting in the gym. Right now, in my opinion, I feel like there's a lot of successful shows that's being streamed in the gym. We got all the finishers, finishers in Pennsylvania. We got Midwest finishers in um, Chirac, Chicago. Um, so yeah, so that's my goal. I want to bring, I want it to be something big. I want to bring it to the fight to win level, but beyond, beyond fight to win. But when I say fight to win, I'm talking about like on a stage. So that's the plan, bring it on a stage. And I feel like, cause the simple fact, I'm a competitor myself. I'm going to be able to connect with the athletes better. I'm going to know how to reach different athletes and get them on the show because I know what it takes to bring people out. A lot of these shows is a reason why they have only local guys because nobody's trying to travel to compete for one match for free. That's the problem. Like nobody's trying to book a plane ticket, book a hotel, do a big travel, have one match for free and then go home. So me as a competitor, I want to treat my fighters the same way I want to be treated. I want my trip to be worth it. So now only we have the event. The following day, we got a seminar. It's going to be me, Derek, and Andrew doing a seminar. And then right after that, we have a citywide open mat, free for everybody, plus a cookout. So it's a, week, it's a weekend thing. You know what I'm saying? You come out to Austin, Texas, you're not just coming to compete. You're coming to have a good time meet some grapplers, and just enjoy the whole vibe. So that's my mindset right now. I want to make it worth it for everybody that's competing because I just know what it's like booking that expensive-ass plane ticket, booking that hotel. Maybe you got to get a car rental, go out there for one freaking match, then that's the end of it. And now you're looking at your bank account, you're like, okay, I just had a six-minute match. I spent all this money. Now it's over. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I just want it to be worth it for everybody. So you see maybe in the in the future going to different cities and hosting events like that, you know, kind of like you well, said. Exactly. That's, that's a long-term goal. I feel like I could do everything right here in Austin, Texas. The, the beauty about this is everybody wants a reason to come to Austin. I think that's another reason why it was so easy to get so much people. Everybody want to be in Austin. They're just looking for a good reason to come to Austin. And I'm the reason. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, ladies, I, I got one more question for you guys uh, before we wrap this thing up. Ali, I want to ask you, chasing your dreams, right? I always find it so inspirational when you, you have the younger 
um, the lower belts, making big life changes to really chase their jujitsu passion. Um, mm-hmm. Just give the people like just some advice of, about how you know you go about that and, and really just overcoming, I guess, the fear of just making a big change because you could have stayed in Denver and stayed with you know a, a good school, like you enjoyed it there. I'm sure, like it, it was a good place, but you uproot everything and move to one of the best teams. Like, talk through that mindset about about uh, making that happen. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the reason why I'm able to do it is because I know that I'm the kind of person that will regret if I don't just do it. Um, and I can like kind of see where I want to go and what I need to do to make those things happen. And it's definitely been difficult. Like, you know, Austin's an expensive city and training jujitsu is hard to do and like work and, you know, make, make a lot of money. So it's definitely, you got to make sacrifices in other areas, but if you, if you want it bad enough, then you just got to do it. There's not really much much to it other than that, I think. Nakaya, last question for you. This is called main character jujitsu, and I know you so well in that you believe like you're the main story. Like this is life is your story. Like you're the main character. You're the Hokage, right? <laughs> and so this tournament, when I saw like main character, I was like, oh man, this is perfect for Nakaya. This is perfect for her to become champion because she thinks she's the main character of life. And this so, is true. <laughs> And so I want you to kind of talk to the people about that mindset because I think it's a really cool mindset and just believing in yourself and really just believing in uh, what's to come for you. Yeah. So so I watch a lot of anime. Like, obviously, um, that's where Hokage comes from. And a lot of that, there's always this main character that's like, you know, they're up and coming or maybe nobody even really knows them. They're just, you know, this person that has a set of goals and everybody kind of looks down on them and eventually you know they, they put themselves through it their, their training partners put them through it or whatever and then eventually you know everybody's looking up to them so that's kind of in my mind that's kind of how my story is too like nobody knew me a few years ago i had like you guys put me through the ringer y'all you know showed me the way y'all believed in me and then now you know i'm on the up and up i'm, I'm coming up so in my mind i'm like all right this is my hope my story too the Hokage road. Like I'm the Hokage eventually. I won't say that I am now. I know I'm like saying it on the, the internet and stuff, but in my mind, like this is the road to be Hokage. And so part of that is just saying it every day. It's like, oh yeah, I'm the Hokage. Like this is my story. And I think that as an athlete, you have to believe like, all right, this is this is my story. This is my journey. And then just take control of it. Well, I definitely believe in you, Nakai. You know, I've always got your back and I'm always in your corner. Um, I'm going to give you the last last words, Kamoy. Um, obviously, Nakai, Ali, it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, Ali, I'm a fan, you know. Um, in the future, when you compete, just know, like anybody that, that talks to me, and I'd seen you before, but definitely now, um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing your growth and just continuing to chase your dreams. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then Kamoy, though, I want to hear your last words. Like you guys follow Nakaya, Ali. They're two up-and-coming women um, on the scene. Why don't you guys give your socials real quick, just if anybody wants to, to follow you guys. Uh, so mine's Ali Walski on, on uh, Instagram, W-O-L-S-K-I. It's the last name. And I'm at Kaya J, K-I-A-Y-A dot J. All right, Kamoy, final words. What do you want to say? You can say anything to end this bad boy, and then we'll get out of here. 
Um, yeah, man. I want everybody to know this new promotion, main character jujitsu. Uh, check us out. We definitely different. It's mainly different because the person pointed on is one of you guys. Like I'm a competitor. I'm one of you guys. So if I win, we all win. So that's the reason right there to check it out and support us. Um, let's, you know, we got all these women coming from all over America, ready to put on a show, ready to do their thing. Main character, we not just about jujitsu. I'm all about going viral. I want these ladies to be themselves. I want them to tap into their character. Um, I want them to let loose. This, this do not have to be a strict thing. I know competition sometimes feels so strict. But for main character jujitsu, I want you to have a good time. I want you to let loose and just be silly, be goofy while com- <laughs> while competing. Like I'm one of you guys. We running this shit. We can do whatever we want. That's all I gotta say. A little trash talk doesn't hurt, you know. I, I love it. Like finding your personality as an athlete is, is one of the most important things. And I think everybody in this day and age can really become a star and really create a brand. But guys, I really appreciate you guys coming on today. I cannot wait for this tournament. Me and Nakia will be getting ready for it. Obviously, Allie will be down there in B team, training her ass off, getting ready for it. And then Kamoy, you're doing big things as always. You're a guy in the community that uh, I think a lot of people look up to, not just for your competing, but it's just because there's a lot of people wishing they were doing what you're doing, but they're too scared. They're too scared to post videos. They're too scared to, I mean, you're always traveling, whether you're in Spain, London, Thailand. I mean, dude, you're everywhere and you're, you're really good for the jiu-jitsu community. I wish there's more guys like you.